Blog Talk Radio. Are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, y'all. Welcome to Let's Chat. Hey, see? Hey, Alicia, girl, how you doing? It's Thursday evening, right before the big holiday, girl. Yes, I'm so excited. And this don't even really feel like a holiday. I'm be traveling mm-hmm. for the holiday. I got a busy weekend. Saturday is the Authors versus Actors basketball, uh, celebrity basketball game. That is on Saturday. Then I'll be traveling on Sunday, traveling on Monday. So got a lot of stuff going on this weekend, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Uh, speaking of that uh, big event on um, Saturday, we're going to have – our show kind of related to it tomorrow. So if y'all didn't catch last week with those authors, those confident, cocky authors <laughs> that are going to be playing on Saturday, check out those archives. Hit them up. Because they were talking much smack last week, Leash. <laughs> oh, yes. They was talking They was talking major smack. But, you know, they won last year, so, you know, they, they get that. They get that. So we're going to talk to these authors. Uh, these these actors, because you know actors were talking smack last year and they win. They kind of got blew out. So we gonna we gonna see. We gonna have them on tomorrow. We're trying to see if we can get the two coaches on tomorrow. I can't guarantee. I'm trying to see what we could do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited uh, to see what's going on. See who's gonna win. Who's gonna come up short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, he's going to come up short. So right now, the authors have bragging rights because they are 1-0. But the rematch is scheduled for Saturday. So if you guys are in the Atlanta area, make sure you go ahead out Nicola Mitchell. The information is on her page. It's on Leisha's page as well as myself. 
uh, and just have a great time. It's for a great cause. You know, um, she does an amazing job with her young ladies and for her young ladies. So make sure you go support them and check them out. Absolutely. And then, you know, we got to, we got to always keep everybody knowing what's hot in the literary world. You know, the weekend of the 6th, which is in two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, it will be going mm-hmm. down. We have two fabulous events that will be here in the Atlanta, Georgia area. We got the fabulous Tamika Newhouse. She does the AANBC Awards. I believe this is his 10th year. And then we have the uh-huh. fabulous Monique Hall. She is doing the um, African American Author, African American Writers Expo. Is that what it's called? Uh, close enough. African American Atlanta Book Expo. That's all. Atlanta mouthful. Book Expo. Child. <laughs> It's so many events. I just got. I'm just trying to put them all into play. But let me tell y'all, if y'all is a reader, any anybody that is a reader, even an author, y'all need to be in town. Y'all need to be up mm-hmm. in the building. Everybody you can think about is going to be here. Ashley and Jaquavis, Eric Jerome Dickey. I mean, Rashonda Tate Billingsley, Victoria Christopher Murray. It is going. Down. This is going to be literally, in the words of Tamika Newhouse, a Black Writers Weekend, and that is June seventh uh-huh. through the eleventh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, I get in that Friday. That, yes, it actually starts on the seventh because I believe Tamika Newhouse has something going down. I just saw that on my timeline this this afternoon. So make sure uh, you guys check it out. Uh, and you can get all that information on Eventbrite as well, I believe, as well as on your page and my page. So make sure you follow us and definitely on Tamika's page as well as Monique Hall's page. So there's a lot going on. Your girls are less chat. We're going to be involved with both. We're on a panel, so we're going to be talking at talk. You know, we love talking. but That's what we do best. <laughs> that's one of the things we do best. So make sure you hit us up. Come check us out, support the causes, because it's going to be an amazing weekend. And like you said, Alicia, not just for readers, but authors as well. And like we were speaking on last night's show, our young authors, our new authors, our newbies, it's always a good uh, thing to see our seasoned authors, how they move, Leash. We were speaking about that last night on last night's show, because it gives you an insight on how they are where they are and the steps that they take. So just check out those seasoned authors, how they move, how they operate, because those are invaluable tools to possess if this is the industry that you want to partake in. I definitely agree because we were talking about this last night, how um, you got to watch how they move. And um, yesterday, our guest, the first thing she said was, you know, I watched how Blacktop moved. I watched how Quan moved, and she's a seasoned author. She's been around since 2001. So, uh-huh. so she watches how they interact because, see, you're always, always introducing yourself. You're always reinventing yourself because there's always going to be a reader that needs to know who you are. And so I'm excited right. that she said that because she's like, I got a fan base, but I have to learn how to interact and get with the the, the newer readers, how to get extra mm-hmm. readers. And she said, I watched them. And every time they did something, I went right on ahead and did it too. But that's how you got to mm-hmm. do it. I remember 
um, last year, year before last, I did a lot of traveling. And I couldn't understand how the authors could be so in and out. Like it was like a self-covert mission. I was like, why are they doing this? And they'll go back to back to back to back to back. And I was going to events. Every time I turned around, I was flying. I was in the air. And I couldn't understand. I was like, how? So I just started watching them. I started watching mm-hmm. Timmy New House. I started watching Victoria Christopher Murray and Rashonda Tate Billingsley, how they moved around. Look, they be in and out. Don't nobody be sightseeing mm-hmm. and all visiting and all of that. They are in and out. They get in early. They leave out early. They be gone. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I started to do that. I be in and out. My <laughs> my, husband, my husband told me last week was a, what he called me, a self-mission. I got in. I got into Detroit on Thursday. I had to pick my author up on Friday, so I had to get a rental car and make sure, you know, that I had everything set mm-hmm. for him. I picked him up on Friday. From Friday to to. Saturday, we were moving around, and then I was back. We was back in the air on Sunday morning. Like, I was gone, like, 5 a.m. Sunday morning. I was in the air. He was like, it was a self-mission, just watching you move. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you got to do, though. That's how you got to do, because keep it moving. Um, But, you know, listen, we just act like we don't have new faces in our audience, new ears listening to the show. You're listening to Let's Chat. My name is Miss Tony, and I am joined by my phenomenal fly host, (laughs) the one and only Miss Alicia. But just to let you guys know what we do here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature. And as a result of that, not just literature, as tonight's show will, will tell, we have some musical artists in our on our list tonight, but we love celebrating whatever it is that we're celebrating the royal way, no matter what it is. Our show allow all our guests and our listeners to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. You know, we love hearing the passion from our guests, why it is they do what they do, and how they got started, and what inspired them. And you never know what's going to come out of uh, the show on Let's Chat at the end, because, you know, you all we always have surprises at the end of each interview, so make sure you guys stick around. It'll tell her what leash may pull out of her hat. <laughs> well, we thank you so much for joining us tonight and get ready for a great, great show. And I'm excited to hear what our guests have for us tonight since they haven't been on in a minute, Leash. Absolutely. I think I got a typo here. Um, I can't think why, child, let me tell y'all. I do so much in the day. I the title is Create in My Oh, Create in Me a Masterpiece. It's a typo. Create in Me a Masterpiece. And this is this is the thing with that. I'm sorry, y'all, that's my bad. See, I be moving my hands and my, my eyes and my brain, it moves so fast, I'll be on to the next thing. But yes, create in me a masterpiece. This is the thing with that. If you are an artist, whether you're an author, whether you are a musician, because they're all a form of art, um, mm-hmm. you're create, always creating, right? And so I remember listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts. I love to listen to her, um, her sermons on YouTube, right? And she talked about um, asking God to loose your hands to loose your creativity, loose your hands, right? So mm-hmm. that's where I get it from, creating me a masterpiece. Because, see, once your hands are loose, 
once that creativity is loose, there's a masterpiece that's always coming. There's always something that's being birthed out that is um, going to just blow your mind. If it doesn't blow anybody else's mind, who cares? But it will blow your mind. Your your footsteps are already ordered. Everything you're doing was already made for you to do, right? And so you just have Mm -hmm. to tap in. Sometimes we don't tap in to that creative side of us. Sometimes we don't tap into those things. Sometimes we allow fear to take over. We allow fear to tap into our passion. We allow fear to tap into our desire. And so when fear taps in, we tap out. So you have mm. to you have to say, create in me a masterpiece. You want your hands to be unleashed. You want your vision to be unleashed. You don't want fear to tap into those things. You don't have time. Fear is a distraction, and distractions come in many different shapes and sizes. It comes in the form of a bill, a child, a husband, a wife, so many things that will distract you. So you want to always want to make sure that you are focused. And, and really just steadfast in where you're going, why you're going there, and and the purpose um, and the desire and making sure you work within that. But always, always ask for God to create in you a masterpiece because that's everything that comes out of you, that's what it is. It's a masterpiece, mm-hmm. whether it's music, whether it's a book. That is masterpiece. Mm, that's deep. I like that. You know, and no matter what it is, it's your masterpiece that was created for you. So, you know, that's when you have to be self-aware as well, at least. You have to be aware of you internally as well as externally to see where you are in your walk in, in establishing and creating your masterpiece. Absolutely. And we have three fabulous guests today, T, and they all uh, work in their creativity. They all mm-hmm. are creating masterpieces within themselves. We have the fabulous, I love him. I shared his birthday with him this year. He is so wonderful. He is just a mm-hmm. dope soul. We got author, model, recording artist, Karis Jordan. We have author and publisher, Mona Altidort. Now, Mona, we love her. She always supports us. She always, yes. she always supports us, no matter what, and we appreciate her for that. And then we have the fabulous recording artist, Chris Carey, and we're excited that he has new music out. He he is really, truly walking in his uh, passion. He is walking in his vision, and he is creating a masterpiece within himself, and his music is the way. And so I'm excited that we have music from him, we have music from Karis, and we're just going to have a good time in literature and art today. We're going to take a brief break, but we will be right back. Oh, I want to remind you guys, hey, if you've missed any of our shows, no worries. If, you want, if you're new to Let's Chat, that's okay. We got you covered, right? All you got to do is head over to our archives after the show on blogtalk.com or better yet, you can pick us up on the podcast app. See, we go where you go in the words of Miss Tony. <laughs> Pick us up on any podcast app as well as iTunes. You can listen to all 2003 of our fabulous shows that we've had. This will be our 204th show. I'm excited. Uh, We're going to take a brief break, and then we will be right back. 
this is State of Emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Corporate love and hustle. Making money, hustle. Independent business, 24 struggle. On the block, hustle. Crooked cop, hustle. No sleep in these streets, 24 struggle. On the stroll, hustle. Tricking John, hustle. Working the pole, that's your goal, 24 struggle. about three years ago now, but I have been singing for a long time. I started singing when I was like eight. It was one of those mm-hmm. situations, you know, when you were younger, you would play with your voice and try to see who you could sound like and disguise your voice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be doing that one day, and it sounded good. 
So after that, I kind of built from that, and I kind of took on the joy and passion of singing. I feel like a lot of people like to play instruments, or they have instruments that they play, and they're mm-hmm. all into it, you know, and they can feel their energy. And I feel like my voice is my instrument. Mm-hmm. So I try to find sculpted, and I work on it every day. I, I sing about any and everything. I will sing about brushing my teeth. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. So I'm just, I love it. I don't know. It's just always been a passion I've had. Now, who supported mm-hmm. you um, as you decided three years ago to say, okay, first of all, I want to know what was going on in your world three years ago that you said, okay, I'm about to do this? Well, for the longest, I was I was also in college. I graduated from UNT. But I was in college, and I was always focused on working and always trying to do my schoolwork, so I never really had time. And once I graduated, I had more time, plus I start, you know, looking for jobs and stuff because, you know, we go from undergraduate to unemployed. So <laughs> I was <laughs> – so, you know, I was just – yeah, I, I was tired of steady working the same stuff, and I wanted to do something that made me happy. Because I feel like, you know, we go to work for 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day, and sometimes it's not something we like. And I feel like we give up a lot of our time and a lot of our energy to these people in exchange for money. Mm. So I feel as if if I wanted to do it in exchange for money and give up 12 hours of my day when it's only 24 hours, why don't I give it up doing something I actually enjoy? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's deep. I think this this is Tony, Chris. Thanks again once once again for joining us. And I saw on my um, timeline today a message from Quan pretty much saying what you are. When you're in this in a, any business, any industry, and you want to do, if that's your passion, and you don't have the means mm-hmm. to, to go about it, get something else. But don't let that something else take over your time, taken away from you, you know, doing what you want to do. So that's kind of pretty much what right. you just said in a nutshell. So um, I totally agree with that. Don't become good at it. Just, you know, let it suffice until you get to where you want to be in life. Right. Most definitely, Absolutely. most definitely. And then always know once you get there, it's always another level you want to go, you're going to want to go to. There's always levels to, the, to your passion and your desire and your goals. So getting to that first step is always the best thing because once you get there, then as we talk, I don't know if you listened to the original in the beginning of the show we talked about unleashing your creativity, but a lot of times things will mm-hmm. um, start coming to you as you get to that first step, and then you have oh I want to do this, then now you got another step that you want to get to, but you're always reaching. You know you're never settling. You're never you're never um, satisfied with just life as it is, which is the best thing when you are creative. And we are super proud of you because you are really young to take that step. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It it was a lot of prayers behind it. And I also feel like, like you were saying with us wanting to take those steps and level up, I feel like ourselves is our biggest competition. So I feel like once you achieve something, your next goal should be doing something bigger. Mm-hmm. And to help me get closer to it, I also started setting, like, little small goals. So instead of, you know, trying to set a whole goal for the year, I'll be like, okay, well, I got 100 followers this week, so by the end of next week I need 200. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I that it. was what kind of lit that fire and that competition in me because I always try to outdo what I last did. 
Mm-hmm. They're more achievable as well. The smaller goals, you know, they are more achievable. They don't seem so out of reach, and it kind of keeps you focused on what it is that you're trying and you want to do. Right. Very true. Now, Very true. It's also, the... you know, good practice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, what was the hardest part of your journey? What was the hardest part of getting um, to that first step for you? I think the hardest part of getting to that first step was trying to step away from being shy. Even though I, oh. I really do like music and I love to sing, I, I, I'm shy. I even used to, you know, I used to host events and stuff when I was at PBAMU. I was also a radio host. But, you know, once eyes would get on me, it would kind of make me nervous. And it was always a fight or flight, but it was never like I always fight more than I flight. It's like you just really don't know which one you're going to get. And a majority of the time, it did kind of feel like it was flight. So mm-hmm. that was like my biggest issue, starting to work with different people and trying to discover my voice more and learn to get out of my range, learn to be able to feel comfortable in front of people and not mm-hmm. feel as if it's awkward. So when I first mm-hmm. started, I released an album under the mystery name Bastion. And I mm-hmm. didn't put my face on it because I was like, I want the music to receive attention, but I don't mm-hmm. want me to receive attention because I don't want people staring at me. I just want them to listen to the songs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. after I finally got, I guess you can say comfortable, and I started discovering my sound more, which was another big issue I had, it helped me actually go over that stone and continue to work more because it's kind of like that competition thing. It's like, okay, so I discovered my sound more. I'm more calm. I'm more confident. I can sing this song, but now I got this song out. I got to get something else better. Mm-hmm. So it kind of went from, I guess, like a like a hurdle to kind of like a hill. It's sliding me up. Slowly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let me just say, Mr. Chris, this is Tony. You sound very confident, not a shy syllable in what you are speaking, and you sound focused. So apparently you're doing something right, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I try, I try. I I pray every day. And that'll do it. That'll get you through it. Absolutely. (laughs) So you got your music. You, how are you balancing everything? Because you're 23, and so a music career is a very, it could be very vigorous when it starts. So how are you balancing right. everything at 23? I don't. I, um, I typically <laughs> don't, I don't sleep. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I typically don't. I, I don't sleep. I'm usually up 24 hours. Uh, the most sleep I get is like four hours. I'll be at work, and I'll be humming music in my head. I'll get home. Mm-hmm. I can't even focus. I'll I'll be singing to myself all day. I I can't do nothing. <laughs> like everything is mm-hmm. always jumbled up. But I also like mm-hmm. it because it te- teaches me how to multitask. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. it'll teach me how to you know like how I can be at work and taking phone calls and trying to take notes and still humming a song and trying to remember the words. Or I could be at home trying to get something done on the computer as I'm still writing a song and working on another one. It it helps me multitask. But I, I mm. don't I'm not very good at organizing it. So <laughs> it just kind of it just kind of jumbles up <laughs> in the day, but I always get it complete at the end. Uh-huh. And that's what counts. That's what counts. So Chris, uh tell us tell our listening audience a little bit of what about your music. What type of music, your genre well tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, my music genre, I would say, is R&B and soul. Um, mostly my first album, I wrote it. I wrote it about relationships. And I was writing mm-hmm. it because most people think that at our age, we haven't, you know, been through anything or we never experienced a serious relationship. So I tried to write it to relate to people that were closer to my age so we would be able to have somebody to relate to. I tried to write mm-hmm. music to when people would listen to it and be like, oh, I know how you felt because I felt that way before. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give people an area to vent and go to. And then mm-hmm. this album, I'm, I'm making it more of a happy and upbeat album. I think I overdid the relationship thing for me now because now I listen to all those songs from the first album. I'm like, oh, my gosh, why is it so mushy-gushy? But... <laughs> <laughs> That's your dude in love. What's her name? We won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was mostly all of that. And then the second one, now that I'm working, I'm aiming for more of upbeat. I want it to be happier, but I also want it to be more of self expression, like you said, with the creativity. I want to try to show that it's okay to be yourself and to be accepted for being yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that because I think I was just talking about that today. Um, I posted that on Facebook, um, but I posted being. Um, I think what I post. It was. Um, let me look for it because it was mm-hmm. it was exactly what you said. Um, it mm-hmm. was defining myself as opposed to being defined by others. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is one of the most difficult challenges that we all face because people will define you every day. People will, honey, people will have a goal for you. They will have a vision for you. They will sell it to you. And then down the line you will find out this is not even what I want to do. This wasn't even mine. This is yours. But I, I think that do you, right. do you think or experience, sometimes people only see you going as far as they expect you to go. I Honestly, I do feel that way. I feel like once people put you in a box, they lock you inside of that box. Mm-hmm. It's kind of so hard true. to get out of that box. And I feel like with the second album, my goal is to get out of the box that I was put in with the first one. Mm-hmm. But I do feel kind like... Kind of be people, you. Yes. And I feel like people are so used to what you do that when you're starting to level up or when you're starting to change or, you know, grow and progress in life, they feel as if that's not where you were before. So they try to bash it or knock it down. When you try Mm -hmm. to level up, you're going from living in the past to moving to the future. But when people continue to bring up your past, how can you think about the future? Right. And you know what? And those are people that you see look. This is the thing. You got those people that be like, I don't even see you making it. I don't even see you doing it. Those people are the ones that you start cutting. When you, when you think about knowing that you can't take everybody with you, those people are the ones that you start cutting. Those ones that say, you know, they look at everything you have going on and they say, I don't even see how you're going to get where you want to go. This is not a realistic dream for you. This is not a realistic vision for you. I don't see it happening. And it's not mm-hmm. for them to see. You know what I'm saying? Because God didn't give them the vision. He didn't give them the insight. He gave it to you. 
but they will try exactly. to get you to detour real quick. That is very true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. That's and so- just like you were saying before, I had a pastor that told me once that when you get on that elevator to go up, it has a weight limit. So everybody can't come oh. with you. Mm. So I feel like that actually helped me grow a lot at a early age because now I'm used to being able to have a friend today and then realize if they weren't a friend, life has to go on the next day. Absolutely. So I do agree with that. I, it's, I feel like it's all just pretty interesting. Life, it can be pretty interesting. People can be pretty interesting, but people will always be people. Mm-hmm. That's so I true. try to practice, you know, like the Bible says, even though I don't approve of what everybody does, I try to practice loving everybody. And showing mm-hmm. everybody love. And I'm like, I hate that you're the person that you are and you do the stuff you do, but I still love you because I have to. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a hand up. We're going to take a caller. Do you mind? Definitely. Go ahead. We're going to do 678527. You're alive in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hi, how are you? Okay, they got a lot going on. Yeah, they got a little bit going on. So I'm going to put them on back in the queue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they sound like they got a little bit going on. Right. Now, <laughs> you just had a fabulous experience happen to you. Um, tell tell us a little bit about that. The meeting with Atlantic Record? Yes. So... Yeah, that actually, it went a lot better than I thought it would go. I um, I honestly, I knew about the meeting, I want to say probably three months before it came, but I was nervous all the way till it got here. And uh-huh. I was nervous the day of, too. And I was here, I was drinking my peppermint tea, trying to steady drink honey and stuff, which is super sticky and hard to swallow. But <laughs> I was really attempting to get ready because I was just so nervous. I, I had recorded the new song, DWIT, Don't Waste Your Time. And I was like, he's here in Dallas. Jeff Sledge is here to meet me. I can't waste time. I went there, and it went a lot better than I thought it would go. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I was a little nervous at the beginning because, you know, he's a big person. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I started singing, and I was like, I'm a little nervous. And I could tell, he could tell that I was nervous because when I looked at him, he was just kind of looking down and he was looking at his tablet and he was looking at his phone and stuff. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. well, let me slap a few vocals on here and give you a few riffs and raps and a little, little bit of runs and a couple of melismas. And so I did. <laughs> and when I looked up, he just had to be looking back. Yeah, I, I, he looked up and he had all this stuff just down. And I was like, oh, well, now he's paying attention. And it, it went pretty well. He he liked it. He gave me a lot of um, advice as far as growing and to my music. And he approved. He was he was very satisfied with what he heard. I love awesome. it. Now, you were on a record with uh, someone special. How did that come about? I don't even know. Can you talk about that? Uh, kind of. Okay, you can talk around kinda, that. Um, but how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about that. I don't want you to, you know, so, I don't want you to let no, no tea out. <laughs> unless you want to pour. So we will, actually, you know, our cup is always ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like tea. But, so, basically, how it started was, um, 
the the song was actually the new song was actually a remix of it. What happened was I heard the song Broken Clocks initially, but I heard it way before it was on the radio. I heard it mm-hmm. back when Control first came out. And when I heard it, you know, I was talking with my label and I was like, maybe we can make something happen or maybe if I write something and y'all like it, we can try to pitch it, which that was what I did. I um ended up getting guitar chords from someone and with my wonderful producer, he was able to, you know, add more to the music for me. And I was able to record the song and they liked it. And I also got the backing vocals for it too. Mhm. Awesome. Now, do you write it your was, own it music? Was a wonderful or do you experience. have someone write it for you? Everything I wrote. You write everything. Mhm. Everything I've I've done, I've wrote. And do you so write you for said, other artists as well? I'm sorry, Lee. I have. It's okay, please. I have. I've wrote for um other artists. I don't really like to all the time, because usually mm-hmm. when I write music, I write my music, you know, how I would sing it or how I envision uh-huh. it. And I feel like my vision is not the same as everybody else's sometimes. Absolutely. So mm. sometimes I try to stray away from writing music for people because I'm like, see, my voice and your voice are two different voices. So the way I would sing it is different from the way you're going to sing it. But then I do still have artists that I know their voice well enough to when I can try to write how they would sing it. Mm. I love it. But I I do enjoy writing music. I've wrote poetry many many things um back in college and even in high school I used to write poems and do little performances and stuff all the time writing is something else that I like to do I'm one of those people whenever I have something on my mind I have a song book where I have two song books because I already filled up the first one but whenever I have something on my mind I always tend to write it down Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll write it down and it just happens to turn into a song Mm mm-hmm Let's so I always enjoy the writing part of singing, too. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I want to take you back. I'm glad that you said that. Because you mentioned writing and trying to keep a beat in your head and working on a song, trying to keep another beat in your head. So when you have that going on and you have all this music in your head that you need to get out, what are some of the things you do to capture it so that you get it and you don't lose it? Usually, I'm someone that if I sing something that I like or if I hear a beat in my head that I like, I'll try to hurry up and, like, do it or even record it. Like, if it's words that I sing and I just happen to like what I sang or what I wrote, I'll try to record it on my phone and be like, hold on to this because you're going to use this one day. And then when it Mm -hmm. comes to the beats, the beats, they don't always come to my head immediately, I'll be honest. Usually, I always... I'll always end up finding something like one instrument or one sound that I like. And once I find that that sound, I'll hold on to that sound and I'll try to remember the name of it or I'll try to remember what instrument it was or what key it was. And then usually I'll add to it either after I've already put vocals on it or I'll add Uh to it before and then I'll do the vocals. But I usually, I'm one of those people, I have a lot of thought bubbles. So whenever Absolutely. it's in my head, I have to pop it. I don't, it'll just float away. <laughs> now, do you mix and master it too? Do you do you have all of those skills as well? I do have the skills to mix and master. I'm not the best, so I'm not going to say I'm professional. 
I do know how to, but I prefer to, you know, have somebody else do it for me. I'm one of those people that would prefer to be able to tell them what to do or how I want it, and they can do it. Because uh-huh. mixing and mastering, it takes me a lot longer than it takes most people because I'm not – I was never taught how to do a lot of the things that I do with the music. It's all something that I just acquired and something I learned. So when it comes to, like, the studio equipment and actually making the beats and – Mixing and mastering, I'm not the best. I just kind of try mm-hmm. to do it by ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. I always try to choose to use somebody more professional, but I have produced some of my own songs, such as Inhale. That song, the beat was produced by me. It was written by me. and I also mixed it and had someone else master it for me. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Tony, Chris. I want to just talk about a little bit about the music that you write for yourself and sometimes for others. Now, have you ever run across a song that you were supposed to be writing for someone else, but in turn you said, no, I think I'll save that for myself. I think I could do a better job. Uh, have you ever come across songs that you prefer to keep to yourself instead of passing them on? I actually have. I have one now that I did that I wrote it for another artist out here in Fort Worth. And when I wrote it, I was like, I actually wrote it to the point that I like it. And I was like, now I kind of want to <laughs> make the song my own because I, I even found the beat and everything. I was like, I just want to make the song my own now. And right. I wrote it to that artist's voice, but they never recorded it. And as I was waiting, I was just like, hey, you you going to give me that song back? You going to use it? Or what are we doing? <laughs> And then I just kind of started singing to it. 
And as I was singing, I started remembering my first couple of lines. And after that, everything was just kind of like, I kind of wrote it as if it was a freestyle and it turned into a song, I guess you can say. Now, you've already said, now I'm just saying, you've already said the name, the person's song. Can we just say their name? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so you got Scissor Scissor on uh, the uh, the album with you. I want to know how did you get it on there, and two, how did it feel? Like, how did you guys vibe? Um, I will most definitely say it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, the feeling is, it's kind of it's a blessing, but it's also hard to believe. Because, you know, when you've worked so hard to try to achieve certain things and then you finally achieve them, it kind of feels surreal. Because mm-hmm. I felt like for the longest I was working hard and I was like, what if I'm doing all of this for nothing? I even tried to set a goal on myself. And I was like, if this music takes me nowhere in five years, I'm just going to quit. Mm. And right when that happened, I, you know, I talked to my label and when I talked to the the um, label, they were like, okay, let's see what you got. That's when I had wrote the song, and I sang it for them. And when I sang it for them, they were like, we like it. We're going to pitch it and see what we can get. So initially, the song was actually recorded with just me, so I didn't get that glory, mm-hmm. you know. The song mm-hmm. was just recorded with just me, and then the backing vocals were added and sent back to me. Mm. Exciting. Exciting! Yes, we are excited for you, and and just thank you, thank continue you. to keep stepping out into your vision. Now you know here on Let's Chat, child, you knew, but you you might as well say you family. So I would say cut your pearls, but you don't have pearls, and I would say loosen up your tie. But I think you okay. You twenty three now. T always got some good <laughs> fun questions that she like to ask. We are gonna say sorry in advance, Crystal. <laughs> Tonight on Let's Chat, and please don't let this be your last time joining us. But since you are new to our show, and you 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 know you're new to us, I'm gonna take it easy on you tonight. But I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot because at the start of your interview, you said you can sing about anything, even just brushing your teeth. So I want you to sing about uh, these wonderful, phenomenal two co-hosts that I know personally called (laughs) Miss Tony and Miss Leisha. I want Uh you to sing a song as as you leave the chat room and just make people know that they better they better watch out because we the ladies are less chat. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you're done, we want you to introduce your song so we could play that. But yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so did you want the song first or did you want the introduction first? The song, then the introduction. Okay. Um, let me think. How, how long do you want the song? However long you want to do it. It could be what it could be however you want to do Like a radio drop? Can it be like 10, 15 seconds? You sure can, sweetie. Yes. And can we use that for our show? That's right. That's why, you know, we're going to be reusing that. We're going to be reusing that. I'm going to cut that up, and we're going to reuse that. But, yeah, go right ahead. Let's see, just something off the – 
Sorry, I got to get into my little zone. Um. Thank you for having me, Lisa. It's all me. Oh, let's chase. Okay, we can work with that. We can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chris Carey. Yes, thank you for having me on. Let's chat again. I think we appreciate you. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank now, you, before you, you head out of the chat room, we want you to introduce your song. My name is Chris Carey. You're about to hear DWYC, Don't Waste Your Time, coming from my upcoming album, LOHS, A Life of Hidden Secrets. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us, Chris. Thank you for having me. Like my doors when my lights go out I never run my mouth Treat my body like my house To I'm north to be down south Don't you dare take me out of my element Falling out of that sunken place And I'm singing About what I don't got And dreams that I've been chasing Work my way to the top As my album's taking places Say what you on about me, you don't have to share, I don't really care, you can talk about my hair, you can give me a label, screaming life isn't fair, how I shouldn't be the table, but if I wasn't the table such, you would still be the chair, but I bring something here, yeah, all that I've got is broken clouds. Doesn't stop, baby, they're world ain't gon' drop Keep that in mind, stay on your grind Don't waste your time, I say don't waste your time Miss my shift at 10 p.m., strung out, bitch, not going in Big money, play with me, but I always seem to win Thought you had what you did way too far from the beginning But never close to the Without no loss I paid my price for no cost Fought for several years You could never put me out Best believe you had doubt Just keep running your mouth Tell me how I ain't shit How my story ain't legit Maybe I should go and quit Cause my fame gon' come to end And just take another sip Extra cup of that bullshit Follow me, baby, don't sit How you feel? No, I'm shining Just wait your time, yeah At the back of that line, yeah At least till I'm finished, yeah Set by my face instead of your label I took your place soon as you left the table 
copyrighted and everything it was actually released yesterday awesome so it's, it was it's available apple store play store spotify pandora it's available everywhere you can just just google it chris carey don't waste your time or dwyt it should come right up i love it <laughs> well we are so proud of you we don't be a stranger thank you thank you ever you got some new I never music do, never do. come on mm-hmm. come on too have a seat in the chat room. You know, we're gonna you know, we're gonna have it all decked out for you. We'll have a little lavender couch ready so when you sit down it'll be all comfortable for you <laughs> and everything. But you just let us know whenever cool, you wanna cool. come. We to. can do that. And we have your peppermint tea available as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't forget the honey though. Don't forget the honey. No, we gonna have the honey now. Have have raw honey? Like what kind of honey? Raw honey? Uh I mean, Are you I'm not picky on the honey? I guess I ain't that picky. I don't know. It's it's good for the vocals. So I guess even though I'll pick it. All right, but you know what? We'll have, a, we'll have a honey surprise. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I that love works it. for me. That works for me. I'm tired of having to buy honey anyway. Well, we so Once appreciate again. you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Again, don't be Thank a stranger. Man. Shout out all of your social media so that those that want to hit you up can. Most definitely. You can follow me on everything at Chris Carey R&B. K-R-I-S-C-A-R-Y-R-N-B. Awesome. Thank you so much once again, Chris, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have a great night. <laughs> you too. Okay, I'm actually going to follow him right now, Lee, so I can add I my name. I love it. It was he has like that John Legend feel to his voice. Very, very mm-hmm. good. I loved it. Now we have our next fabulous guest, this woman right here. She supports us all the time. We appreciate her. She has been supporting us, um, I want to say for a year, maybe longer, mm-hmm. but Every time she has a book, she drops it here. She stops by. She chats it up with us, sits down, has girl talk. We have great, great laughs. So I'm excited that she is coming back into the chat room. Welcome, Mona. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, Mona. 
Can't. You got the speaker? I can on? hear. Hello. No. Nope. Can you hear? So far. Hello. Try one more time. Can you hear us, Mona? Okay, you're coming in a little a little muffled. We can hardly hear you. So we want you to try to hang up and call back in. That should fix it. I hope she heard you. Well, while she's calling in, um, Leish, uh, you you made a good point in the comparison between Chris and uh, John Legend. Um, I was really blown away. And first of all, he had such a mature interview. I couldn't believe he was only 23 years old, girl. He he has such a maturity, mature aura about him. He does. Really, really humble down to earth. And mm-hmm. I just love just his spirit. It's, it's just upbeat. His his music is upbeat, and I like that mm-hmm. he um, changed that, you know, because he, he didn't mention right. that he changed that about his music. And I'm glad that he did because it really fits his personality. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we're able to put his music in our rotation. <laughs> yeah, we love new music. If you have some new music that you'd like to share with the ladies of Let's Chat, no worries. Just send it in an MP3 format to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Absolutely. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show here on Let's Chat with me, me and Leisha, you can send it to that same address, email address, the chat radio show at gmail.com, and we'll try to get you on our schedule as soon as both schedules allow. But um, we love what we do here on Let's Chat. It is a free platform because we love sharing the passion of our guests and sharing it with our listening audience because you never know who maybe listening, and they can be an inspiration as well. So we thank everyone that comes to the doors of this chat and just share their special, precious time with me and Alicia here in the chat room. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. While we wait for Mona to come in, we're going to play a little bit of this new KRS. Jordan, he sent actually sent us three songs. Only able to download two of them. The other one I got to format mm-hmm. it a little differently to get it in. But I'm going to make sure that we okay. get it in. And let's listen to my baby. Hey, my king. It's Maria. I was thinking about you, and I wanted to hear your voice. I miss you so much, and I just can't wait to see you. I, uh, I just have so much on my mind lately, and you've just been there for me. And you've been part of my life. Now, when I first met you, I told you it's gonna be mine. You just smiled and said we don't really have the time. But I pursued you anyway. I don't give up easy. She was playing hard to get thought it was nonsense. Baby, look me in my eye, tell me on what the kid. She looked me up and down and said, I adore you, kid. But I ain't trying to get hurt. You are a wild thing. So I dropped to my knees, gave her a little bling. What about your other girls? What about your other dudes? I just had a quick bite. Treat them like fast food. Well, that he said, she said. We argue, turn the foreplay. Let me go down on you. I'm on and I'm worthy, baby. I know I'm crazy, baby. I might get a little attitude as Jersey, baby. Jersey, baby. You're forever my lady. The new Barney and Clyde. Hop in love, baby. You're my baby girl. You're my life, my world. 
Yeah, I just heard your message. Uh, I just want you to know that uh, I feel the same way. I'm just working right now, but I decided to uh, just hit you back. Let you know that I love you and uh, I feel the same way. Take over, baby. Passion, pain, lust, heartbreak. Without you in my life, I just can't take uh-huh. Many ups and downs, we came back, so it's coming. And they want to see us fall apart, they can't That's wait. Right. But I'll never let my baby go, not we never. Finally found someone that makes me want better. I so I chase each other so we can travel wherever. And she only paid where it's nice and sunny weather. Miami, LA, Cabo on the beach. My baby got swag and one hell of a technique. So why would I run to you, lames? It's not a game. So y'all can do some bullshit and try to bring some. Uh-huh. Who's the blank? Fuck the fame, it is not important I just want the whole world to call you Mrs. Jordan So I give my heart to D I'll be the first man I say I'd rather carry your baby That's crazy You're my baby girl You're my life, my world Like you when you just have a feeling like something just you know don't 
like the story just I, I just wasn't satisfied and that's just the you know the type of um author that I am you know um mm-hmm. a lot of readers they kind of put pressure on it that's why I don't like doing series you know a lot of authors who do series the readers kind of put pressure on you to you know put out part two part three and the authors are like you know hurrying up hurrying up and me if it doesn't feel right I won't release it like if it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, it just doesn't feel right. And the story didn't right. feel right. And this was back in what January, um, mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to come out. Yeah, and it it it, it never came out. <laughs> and um, so I'm still like sitting on it. Mm-hmm. And so wow. And, so um, but recently I did put out um, it's it's a novella, it's a short story, and uh, it's a very short story, and um, it was meant to be sort of like an intro. I wanted to see how the readers took a liking to it and it was it was mm-hmm. always meant for me to turn it into a full novel. So, um mm-hmm. and, you know, based on the reviews, yeah, that's what they're asking for. They're like, What is the rest of it? So, um it's called mm-hmm. When We Touch and it was released um May third. Mm-hmm. I think it came out May third and it's called um When We Touch and um it's like my first release in a year. <laughs> Actually, um, oh. I haven't received it. I haven't um released anything ever since 2016. So this was like my first. And this story was actually supposed to be released for Valentine's Day. I said, let me put together a short little thing for Valentine's Day. And the story came out completely different from the version that I had that was supposed to come out. Um, the version for Valentine's Day was supposed to be like a cute little, you know love story about six couples and it was supposed to be a cute you know thing about them happy being in love you know type of thing and it was supposed to be for Valentine's Day but when um it wasn't ready I decided to continue working on it but when I decided that I was still going to release it I changed it up and I decided to make it where it was actually inspired by actual events you know, oh. so yeah, so this so, is 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 based on actual events, and um, I, of course, you know, as an author, I embellished, <laughs> but um, the storyline, the characters, uh, some of the characters, uh, characteristics are, are based on um people that I actually know, and the storyline is um the plot of the story is actual is based on actual events, like some of the stuff oh. actually happens here. <laughs> So we gotta um, get a little bit of tea spilled or what, Miss Mona? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's called when we touch an unexpected uh, love affair. And um, do you want me to give you like a brief synopsis? Um, sure. I don't I don't know if you guys got a chance to you know brief over it. It's it's, it's a very quick read. It's 58 pages, 10 chapters. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's um, but um. It's basically um, about it's three sets of couples, um, six college mm-hmm. friends. Um, it's six college friends, but they're three set of couples. And, you know, um, the story starts out with, you know, them, you know, in their early 20s where, you know, that they're at a Valentine's Day ball. And that's how I introduced, I introduced the characters where they're at a Valentine's Day ball. Mm-hmm. So when I introduce the characters, I introduce the couples, but, you know, the story centers around Wendell, and it starts out with Marlena, 
where, you know, she was the love of his life. You know, they met in their early 20s. You know, they, mm-hmm. uh, they're they uh, six um, college graduates who, you know, they're like in the palm of their lives. You know, they each got like, you know, um, great jobs. And then the couples are like, you know, head over heels in love with each other. Um, it centers around Ma- Wendell and Marlena, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, like, Marlena thought that, you know, this was the man that she was going to be with forever. And, you know, he was, you know, uh, head over heels in love with her, too. Then you have uh, the other uh, two uh, couples. You have Nadej and Kendrick, who are a couple, you know. Then you have Mm -hmm. Sia and Khalil. So the story, so I'm introducing the characters, and then, boom, when it ends with them taking the, you know, Valentine's Day picture, the story, I mean, that scene ends and it goes into chapter one 20 years later. And so oh. basically the storyline is about, it centers around mostly Wendell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wendell is a man who, you know, in his 20s, you know, he fell in love with Marlena, but, you know, he made some mistakes along the way. But, you know, he has his best friend, Kendrick. He has his best friend, Khalil. And um, when you go into the story 20 years later, chapter one starts out with a sex scene with um, Wendell. Oh. So. um, (laughs) Oh. Get right to it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it, it, you know, so the audience, you know, think, you know, just automatically, um, assume it's well I don't want to tell the story, you know. Please don't um, give don't give any facts away. Don't give yeah, any I don't wanna give it away. But um so so twenty years later I reintroduced the characters but I introduced them twenty years later. So twenty years later they're in their forties and um it's it's just a story about how, you know, sometimes things life don't turn out the way that you plan. You know, you have, like, your whole life, you know, mapped in front of you when you're, like, in your early 20s, and you think this mm-hmm. is how it's going to be. You plan it out like that. So it, it matters. I'm talking about your love life, your career, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 20 mm-hmm. years later, these six individuals, what they had planned for them, you know, in their early 20s, 20 years later, they're in their 40s, and that is not, like, it's completely opposite of what they planned. You know, um, each couple is not where they were 20 years earlier. Wendell is not where he was. Um, the woman in his life, you know, and then you send it, then it, you know, it centers around him, but then you got his best friend Kendrick, you got his best friend Khalil, then you have the three ladies, Marlena, Nadej, mm-hmm. and Thea. So the story is about, you know, um, life not turning out the way that you plan, um, people mm-hmm. making bad decisions. Um, heartbreak mm-hmm. 20 years later, not getting over some of the heartbreak. And then the story is centers around two of the individuals find themselves in a forbidden situation. <laughs> wow. Now Talk I have about a question. Drama. We this love this drama. <laughs> yes, we do. Now I have a question, though. How difficult yes. was it balancing all six of these different characters and personalities in this book? Not hard at all because they're based on real people. <laughs> oh, you were wow. spilling tea. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> See, you were spilling tea, so you got them phone calls like, Mona, page 89. <laughs> then we talk about that back in, in, in 20, 
2013 when we talked talking about that? You spilling tea. Well, it's funny that individuals in the um, that I, you know, they're they're people that they're they're friends that I grew up with, and they don't. I don't think they read the book. Only one person. Um, you, you know, I'm not told it, right? You know, they told it. You know, they picked up the phone. I was like, y'all do know Mona got us in her book. And see, depending on what she got in there, they may not say nothing because they're like, we don't say nothing. Then nobody will know it was us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if they could detect if it's them. I don't know if they read it. But I know the one particular person, you know, um, he knew. He knew it was based on him. You know. He he was the inspiration for it. (laughs) You know he told it. He he still see. He was like, let me tell y'all what she's doing. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's funny how I w- no. Well, once the, you know, he had read like the opening scene, but he never read the rest of the story, and I wanted him to read it before I published it, and he just never mm-hmm. had time to read it. I said, no, I need you to read this before Ooh. I publish it. He just never had you time. I'm trying to give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I tried, and he didn't want to listen. So yeah, I had to kind of hear his mouth a little bit once it was public. Yeah, he he. He didn't like his portrayal. <laughs> she was like, well, I, I tried to get you to read it. I tried to told you. You just didn't. Exactly. Didn't no, and that was exactly the conversation, too. He was like, yo, why you put this in the book? What? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I want to hear it. I want to. First of all, you knew you, knew you was the inspiration for this character. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, you know, I, and I'm an author, so yeah, I, you know, I, what if, if I'm gonna do it, I'm, I'm telling your business. I, I, you know, I'm gonna tell your business. You know, I'm telling your business. I may not put your name on it, but oh, I'm gonna tell your business because why? Your business is interesting. But he knew. He, but he knew. <laughs> But he knew he was the inspiration <laughs> for it, though. Like, you know, so I don't like, I want to hear all this that I'm hearing. <laughs> he, just, he didn't know how um, much um, details that I was actually going to put in. Like, his um, whole, um, the his lingo, his mannerism, you know, just the way that he talks, the thing that he says, yeah, it's all in me. <laughs> Lord. Well, we about to make it extra messy. So I hope he ain't listening. So Oh, and he might be listening. I sent him the the, the number. <laughs> okay, so we gonna be messy. Um, Lindell, aka we don't know who you are, but we about to be messy right now. So you said you opened up the book. See T normally does this. I'ma try it. I'ma try it. I'm gonna see if I could do it just as well as she does. She always does this fun question. You know how that go. So I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna see. It. I'm gonna see if I could do it myself. Let's see if I could do it. Now, mm-hmm. you say mm-hmm. you opened up the the book. You opened up the story right. with a sex scene, right? So I want you to yeah, take that sex one. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm gonna give you two props. I want you to add to that sex scene, right? I'm gonna give okay. you hot wax and ice cubes, and I want hot. we want you to give us a live excerpt of that scene. Inserting what? hot wax and ice cubes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Linda. We really don't know you, so yeah, we being messy right now. So it ain't her fault. <laughs> but mhm. And action. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Um okay, so the scene opens up um where um um <clears throat> Khalil, 
you know, 20 years later, he's a DJ. And so when the female character enters the home, you know, to visit her uh, lover, you know, you hear Khalil announcing because he's a DJ. So he's playing um, Wendell's favorite uh, love song. Uh, you know, dedication to the special woman in his life is whip appeal by Babyface. So she walks in, she's, you know, um, you know, uh, moving her waist to the beat of the song as she, you know, saunters up the stairs inside the apartment. And as soon as she enters the apartment and she walks into the bedroom, the first thing she sees is him. He's a sight to behold. He has no shirt on. Um, he's one of his um, uh, boxers, Cavacon boxers, and um, he's holding hot wax in his hands. And he's like, um, so the first thing he says to her, are you ready for daddy to, 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 <laughs> Dang, <laughs> to work it out? Okay, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> are you ready for daddy to work it out? And if she says, yes, daddy, she takes off the robe. Um, that she has on. She has a long trench coat robot. I mean, it's a long trench coat. She takes it off where she's wearing nothing but her birthday suit. He walks over to her and he was like, you, um, you, uh, uh, you feeling hot for daddy? He was like, you want to feel hotter? And he takes the wax in because he knows that's her favorite freaky fetish and he pours it on her. You know, and then oh. from there, you know, they, <laughs> things get hot and heavy, and he just happens to have a glass of um, ice on a nightstand because that's another one of her fetish because time to cool off. <laughs> so that's me. And so, but basically, that's the scene, though. The scene starts, starts, goes like that where she, you know, the door was already open for her, and she came in, and, you know, he's already in the bedroom waiting for her. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I just inserted the <laughs> the glass of ice and the hot wax in there. So that scene is pretty hot, and that scene is actually based on real, actual um, sexual uh, sessions, interactions that you know. <laughs> but you so didn't have actually, much information. You must have dated him. Because you fast. You must have dated him. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You, I, I plead the. <laughs> she pleading the fifthly, so um, that pretty much says it all. What you think? <laughs> I'm not saying The anything. fact that she can't stop laughing just confirms <laughs> what we're saying to be true. She's feeling tea out of y'all. I know that book. Download the book and read about that tea. One, <laughs> she's still one tea on herself, y'all. Ooh, you well, well, um, <laughs> one thing I've done in the past. One thing I've done in the past with like all my love scenes. My love scenes are usually a combination of a little bit of um stuff that I've experienced, that stuff that I've um you know other that my friends, cousins or whatever stories that I've heard people around me and then stuff that I've seen and, you know, and mm-hmm. then a lot of it is my imagination. But this particular story, um, the love scenes are, um, uh, were very, well, I never had, I never have any problem writing love and sex scene. You have a lot of authors who say it's so hard writing a love scene. I said, really? Why? You know, like, 
why is it hard to write a sex scene? But, you know, you'll be surprised how many authors always say that a problem. But me, it's never been a problem for me. But this book, I really gave it to, you know, to you. It's only two love scenes in there because it's a short story. But those two love scenes are um, my, uh, based on my experience. And like y'all, all right. my experience. Like I didn't, I didn't even embellish in those two love scenes. Like it's, you know, stuff that's really happened. <laughs> all right, download. Make sure don't even just download that book. Get the whole library because you're sharing a whole lot of tea. <laughs> yeah, so that that's a short story. It's like an intro to the storyline, and um, so I'll be you know working on a full story, but um, it was just a little you know, but, but that that story uh, is you know um, close to you know close to heart because it's like I said, it's inspired um, by um, you know actual events. Um, I wanted to tell the story because um. Uh, I was in a place in my life where, you know, I, um, you know, uh, felt. Uh, you know when she get nervous, her accent come out. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Is my accent out? <laughs> it's out there, honey. No, right along with um, you like and uh, yeah, oh, with a big old smile on your face, y'all. She's feeling <laughs> she on herself, child. No, no, is it out, Lord? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but I'm not nervous. I sound nervous. Oh God. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no. Um, no, you're but, good. You're good. No, but like I said, the story is you know a little close to um you know home. Um, I just felt the need to tell it, and um, you know, so in the full story. I'm really going to, like, go all out because I'm going to develop the character. Because um, based on a short story, the readers have a lot of questions. It was left with a lot of questions because it is always meant for me to expand it to a full story. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way I ended it, especially the way it ended, is leaves a lot of questions. And, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yep. So okay. I'm working on it, looking for, um, trying to release it by the end of the year. I have uh, three, four other stories that um, I'll be releasing throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember my series, My Brother's Wife. Um, I have the next installment coming out. It's called After the Honeymoon. Um, that'll be coming out sometime next week. Um, it's it's the next installment with the same characters, but it centers this time the drama centers around um, my two characters, Desmond and Angeline. I don't I don't know if you guys ever read you know my brother's wife, but Desmond was one of the characters from there, and I had gave him mm-hmm. his standalone a man's heart. And then, so now I decided to, you know, do another installment with him and Angeline, you know, where they're having, you know, marriage roles, you know, four years later. So that's why I call it After the Honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And I just basically wanted to show you how sometimes two people could be, like, head over heels in love with each other. They could be soulmates, but they could go, like, soulmates could go to the storm, go through the storms as well. You know, so. True. So true. Yeah, so. So it's, 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 it centers around, like, you know, real marriage situations that people go through, except, the, you know, Desmond is like a high-profile, you know, celebrity-type, you know, basketball player. So, you know, um, but, I'm you know, they still have, uh, you know, um, problems that, you know, 
folks, you know, who are not in a limelight mm-hmm. could still, you mm-hmm. know, relate to, you know. Real people, right? Yes, yes, yes. Real relationship issues, you know. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that's what I focus on. As a, I'm a grown woman, so I write about grown stuff. <laughs> well, that's what we like. As Lisa says, sure. it ain't <laughs> sexy. Don't put it in the book. Is that what you say, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> I say if it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, just send their ass to Starbucks for some coffee. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there I know, you go. I, you, know, um, I, I, you know, I never really consider myself a sexual person, but... You know, but you know, when I'm in love with, or you know, I'm 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 a very like you know sensual, you know, into intimate person, you know, with my love making when I'm really into somebody. So, so I I can you know I'm a I'm considered a romance you know author. So I I go all out with my love scenes, you know, when I'm especially I'm writing about a couple who you know their chemistry, you know their passion, they're in love with each other. So I don't hold back with my love scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, we love reading about that, and sometimes that mad makeup is even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm not going to have to walk like I didn't hear that hell yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, y'all, she's still a tea by herself, child. Oh, God. Go on out, pick up that book. Um, yes, it's um yeah, I'm very proud of it. It's called When We Touch. I should have um I should have went ahead and turned it into a full story, you know, which I didn't. You know, um um I was advised to go ahead and turn it into a full story right away, but I was anxious to, you know, to put it out. I was anxious, you know, to to put it out. So I, you know, I said, you know what, let me release it as an intro and see, you know, how the readers respond to it, you know. And and I think I was like, you know, I I felt like I had my readers, you know, um, waiting too long. You know, I had, um, I had, um, you know, for me to release a book. So I think I was kind of like a little in a rush to release something. You know, because that that was out of all my stories, that one was ready. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you, well, you know something. You can just have it as an introduction. With more to come later down the line, you never know. But we so appreciate you sharing all your tea with us here tonight. Right. You know, right. you are welcome back here anytime. <laughs> Thank you. We so appreciate please. you, Mona. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Okay. <laughs> I love when she comes in, Liz. <laughs> I, heard, I, I know it is always you so blushing, girl. <laughs> yes, and you and I was like, you shell is really descriptive in this here scene. That must be about you. <laughs> Ain't nothing like somebody spilling tea about themselves in their book. I love it though, um, and I love mm-hmm. how she puts her work together. She's so passionate about what she does. Speaking of passion, we yes. have our next fabulous guest. I just love him to death. I got to spend his birthday with him, fellow Aries. He is author, model, and recording artist, Karis Jordan. Welcome. Hey. Now, don't come up in here, Mr. Barry White sounding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got some questions for you. uh, We got some questions because we listen to – 
my baby. Okay. And we're going to let you introduce yourself, but, yeah, we're we going to ask you a few questions about that there song. Okay. You can do that. <laughs> now, no for problem. all of those who are... I know. I know. <laughs> you're going to put it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now it's been a minute since you've been in the chat room, so you gotta let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, cause you've been doing a little bit of everything. You got a couple of pots moving on your stove. Yeah, um, I just finished shooting this movie uh, called Leaf. Um, this thriller called Leaf. Um, I'm still shooting uh, No Reasons with uh, Mimi from Love and Hip Hop. A couple of other people, uh, Top Notch. A couple of other people. I'm shooting that. Um, working on my music, working on my third book, uh, traveling. I'm just just working. You know me. Mhm. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We love it. We love it. Are you, you still doing your modeling? Uh, sometimes you know, like so many people doing it now, and they kind of doing it wrong, so I kind of swayed away from it. Um, mm-hmm. but. When when the opportunity proceeds itself, I I do it. Other than that, I just really like concentrate on writing and um and acting and whatever okay. else comes with. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, I we're talking about our topic today is creating me a masterpiece, and you're a very creative person. You you have a okay. book. Are we waiting on that other book to come out? Mm-hmm, yep, I Absolutely. said it. How do you balance <laughs> your creativity? Because you are creating masterpieces in different genres, different industries. You're just kind of like sprinkling it around like like salt. Um, it's funny because, uh, you know, a lot of people, like when you have like managers or, or agents, they just want you to concentrate on, one thing, and and I can't because I see something and and I start that, and then in the middle of that project, my mind will go somewhere else, and I start doing that. Like if if God give me all this talent, why well, just stick to one thing? So I just try to try to be balanced, meaning that I don't want to get in the game. They say, oh, he's a model trying to be an actor, or he's an actor trying to be a rapper, or he's a rapper trying to be an author. You know. I'm in the game, and everybody know that. Oh, he does music. He he write books. He acts. He does mm-hmm. everything. Cause I did it all at one given time. I actually started off in music, but I used to do theater as a kid. So so I try to do everything. So everything I touch is everybody be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Karis. Not like, yo, what is he doing? I'm like, oh, that's Karis right there. So you know, I try mm-hmm. to stay balanced. Mm-hmm. I love Tried it. it. I love it. And so. Who's your biggest support system now that you you've kind of take your taking your career up a notch? Who's your biggest support system um, through this journey? Because it's it's a very 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 uh, uh, awesome journey you that you are slick. on. You slick, <laughs> you slick. Yeah, we all in your business. What's her name? I see the. I see the already. Maria. I, I see that. I ain't gonna say that just in case that wasn't her, but I, I seen her. I seen somebody. Yeah, yeah that's how. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, I ain't gonna say where I seen her at. I was just gonna say I seen someone. 
<laughs> yeah, usually that was nice. I, I like that. The good interview skills. It was good. It was really good. Um, nah, but uh, she's definitely she's definitely a, a major major part. You know what I'm saying? As well as you know your team and everything else. But she definitely uh, got my back in every which way. And and it's kind of it's actually fun. You know what I'm saying? So I got her back. She got my back. We ride together. So you know. I'm taking over, and while I take over, I bring her up. She takes over. While she's taking over, she brings me up. So it's dope. I love it. I love it. So now we're going to get to the song, My Baby. Okay. And we getting invitations to anything because, you know, we listen to that there song there. And yeah, I just want to know if my invitation too. in the mail. Uh, it, it will be. I got you. Not yet, though, <laughs> but, you know, it's coming. I got you, though. I actually. I actually love that song, which we didn't get to talk about it because we had our other guests on, but I absolutely, from the first note, I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a song that basically a man is uh, is willing to, you know, not be that, that alpha that everybody wants to be, be strong and everything else. It's a, it's, a, it's a song that lets you know how a man can feel about a woman and be passionate and loving at the same time and and, and have someone that builds him up and stuff like that. And that's exactly why I had actually got on it. And I didn't tell her what to say. She just I just said, hey, I need you to send me a message on the phone and everything goes. She said, well, I said, you know, the song. And I, oh, she said, okay. And then, then, boom, she sent that. And then I counteracted. She didn't know I was going to do that, but I counteracted what I was saying. And then she finished it off at the end. So, you know, she does, she's into music, too, so it was kind of easy. Yeah. It was cute. It I gives, enjoyed it. Uh-huh. It kind of gives it that authenticity as well. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to – I listen to a lot of, like, you know – I'm from up north, so I listen to a lot of – old school hip hop and everything goes. So I try to give it that that nineties feel that you know, that like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's that's dope, that's this, that's that. So I try to give it that type of feel, that type of vibe. So that's where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. And it it, it mm-hmm. sounds pretty good, you ask me. You know it what? Sounds this is what I wanna say. <laughs> okay. Because we had your we played your other music. We play we play that quite often. And I can tell that not that you're emotional, because, you know, us Aries, we're not too emotional. I mean, we can be, but, you know, most of the time not. But I can tell that you, in life, you're in a different place, because the music is totally different. It's totally different than the other music that you have put out. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about that, changing up the, just the vibe of your tune? Um, how should I say it? Okay, so... When I started writing other music, um, it was doing the the fact of uh, you know that's where my my first book came from, uh, Mind of a Maniac. It was going through a lot of hard times when I lost my grandmas. Now I was raised by my mom and dad, but I was really raised by my grandmother. You know, I spent most of my life with with her, so I was going through that mm-hmm. stuff and everything else, and it put me in a real dark space. Nobody would never understand, like you know, like. I was in love with my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the reason why I went to college. This is the reason why I graduated college. Cause I hate the school, but this is the reason why I did all these things. So the success for me mm-hmm. writing a book and everything else, it was always for her. Funny story is, I can remember when I was eight years old, 
I was in, uh, I don't know if y'all know anything about New York, but New York has this, this grocery thing called um, Pathmark. It's kind of like a Kroger or like that. And I'm pushing the cart with my grandmother. And I was like, Grandma, I, I want to be on the cover of one of those like that. She was like, well, baby, you can do whatever you want to do and everything else if you put your mind to it. Come to find out, mm-hmm. the same books that was there, it was Zane books. And then uh, a couple of years later, uh, I grow up, 10, 15 years later, I'm on two Zane book covers. So it was just uh, something that I was just reflecting on that stuff. And then, you know, you get to the point where you start to get happy and you meet that right person because, you know, I, I not, not a little razzle-dazzle there, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. you meet the right person and then you, you, you start to – your tone start to change. Now, right. during that time when I met her, you know, my sister, my baby sister ended up passing away. You know, and mm-hmm. and it just it just made a year, April twenty ninth. So that really, you know, drove me crazy. You never really get over stuff like that. You just learn to deal with it. That really yeah. drove mm-hmm. me crazy, but you know, she was there like to just yo I know, I, I just let you, I'm going to let you know that I can never tell you that it's going to be okay, but I can tell you that, you know, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to feel just a little better. So I just started mm-hmm. writing different music, different tone. But I'm the type of person that I can go into that dark place and I can come back. A lot of people can't come back from it. I can go into it and I can come back from it. So this music is mm-hmm. going to be like up in, like when you hear the whole project, the project is called Blessed With A Gift, Born With A Curse. So it's like, you're going to hear a lot of, you know, like I got a dedication to my sister that I still haven't been able to record. Every time I try to record it, it gets really yeah. bad. So, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going I'm to get through it. But I got mm-hmm. that on there. I got a whole bunch of other stuff that I think music should be about, you know, I want to I wanna have music where people can be like, damn, I went through that. I can't believe this mm-hmm. person going through that too. But he's still good. And that means I can be good, too, because you never know who you're inspiration to. So I try to write right. music to let people know that, yeah, I write books, yeah, I do this, and you see me as this type of person, but I've been through hell, and I'm still, you know, striving to and getting better and better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just want people to know that no matter what you go through, you know, it's, it's, it's a slight at the end of the tunnel. I mm-hmm. definitely agree, uh-huh. and I can relate. Uh, in 2016, my mom passed, and I, I when I tell people my mind was really bad, like I was in a very bad place for until late last year or early this year. And, you know, a lot of times people don't understand that. You know, sometimes people just think, oh, a little time has passed, oh, you'll be okay, but when it's that that person that is that that connection for you it takes a little bit longer so we are so very sorry to hear about your sister we're excited about this this music and i just know that whatever is on your spirit to say uh to her because you know she's listening and she is there watching you probably telling you to hurry up that it's going to come out and it's going to be phenomenal definitely (laughs) definitely definitely she definitely was a little bullet absolutely But this is Tony Karras, and um, in addition to how Alicia feels about the music, which is so true about, you know, you could tell you're in a different place. I can tell the growth because, like we said, we keep your music in our rotation, so we're always playing something of yours. But I felt the growth immediately. And um, mm-hmm. how 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 do you feel 
do you feel that you've grown since, um, and can you tell that you've grown and that your music reflects that? Um, yeah, it's just about like you go through experiences, and um, usually they say if you practice on it, you just get better at it. And mm-hmm. what I do, I do things differently. Like a lot of people, they write music first and then they try to find a beat to it or sometimes they force themselves you know uh, I listen to the beat I let the beat talk to me first and then what the beat mm. says tells me to do then I'll do it I don't listen to the bass line I listen to the instrument of the beat the instru- like that's why when you hear my raps it don't, sometimes it don't go off the bass line it goes off the instrument I can hear the lightest thing it could be uh, a violin note or like that I can be listening to that and I, I was in the, I was in the studio with uh with, with um, a producer and stuff like that, and he was like, "Yo, it kind of sounds like it's off beat and everything else." And I was like, "No, it's not. Listen to it." And he listened to us, mm-hmm. and I turned it up, now I turned the bass line down, and listened to the chords. He's like, "Yo, you riding the chords?" I said, "Yes, I ride different things. I hear different. Things. I'm a I'm a real musician. Like I, I hear everything in a beat. So I think mm-hmm. from that, and um, I think just by me writing." my book and and stuff like that is still it's still training for me writing and writing constantly over and over again so you know i think just, i honestly i think that when you're just in a different place in a different space in life and you have people that mm-hmm. want to help motivate you and everything else and you can actually see your career moving forward it just puts you in a different mind state and you just be like oh i can do this and i can do that and you just start writing the stuff, and and when it comes down to it, like you know, for instance, that song, when you're in a different place in your life, is the mm-hmm. point. Lisa, you know me, like you ain't never seen me post nobody. Like, come on, I ain't do no posting. I ain't nothing. Wait, I was quiet. wait, I was, let me tell you, he was doing radio, and you didn't even talk about that when you were doing your your hosting on the radio show. And he made yeah. a comment, and so when he said that, I had to giggle because I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so now I just, when you, when you, a lot of people, see, that's the thing with, with, with like, with Atlanta, I think, like, see, if you only go to my page because, you know, you like what you see or whatever like that, that's fine and dandy. That's cool. But is that really, that's that's not really a fan. That that person is not really going to go and buy your product. You know, he's just going mm-hmm. there. To, it's like uh, a girl that uh, goes out and wear, um, let's say, she got regular clothes on and she get mm, maybe 100 likes, but then she wears something where she has a bikini and she getting like 1,000 likes, you know, but mm-hmm. where they go out mm-hmm. there and support you. You know, so if you ain't going to support me because I'm with the female, then you're not really a fan of mine. You know, oh, I, I like the right. authentic people that, that when I, when I, when I released my, when I got my book, you know, my book sold so many, so many copies. And when I released the second book, you know, I had a, a release and I ran out of books. It sold out. I had people actually fly from different states just to come to my thing. That's what I want. I, I need that. I don't need a like. A like ain't gonna do nothing for me. I want you to 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 support me like if I like you, I'm gonna support you. And a lot of people get right. get, get so caught into oh, I can't let nobody know that I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and everything else. And then they start to at the end of the day, 
everything that you see on social media, some people don't even live that lifestyle, you know? So it's kind of mm-hmm. phony. So if you live in this fake existence, just to try to prove a point on social media, what about when you go home to that real existence, what really matters? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, know, you, you ever know that? Right. I, I didn't even used to put my my daughter on my page and everything else. Nobody even knew I had a, a kid or like that. I'm like, hey, whatever. Come on, let's go. You know, you see me on my thing with onesies with my little, like, you know, my little girl and stuff like that. It's just so many different things. And it makes me much more happier because I'm not hiding anything. Right. You're being you. You know, yeah, because I used to have other managers that used to be like, oh, no, you got to be this sex symbol. You got to be this. You got to be that. I don't want to be that. I want to be known for my talent, not, oh, because, oh, he looks a certain way. Okay, well, I'm going to get older. My look's going to fade. But what else do I have? Mm -hmm. What else do I have? Mm -hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. I got some books that I wrote that people actually enjoyed. I got some music that people actually enjoyed. I got a whole bunch of stuff that people actually enjoyed. Mhm. And that's the real you, though. And, and I think that's what people, your true fans, like you say, appreciate. You know, and not the the made up. Yeah, like just for like, come on, like I'm sitting here and 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 I'm creating this this. At the end of the day, do do people really care if you're with someone? Nah, people really don't. You know what I'm saying? You gotta. You have they're to just nosy. The yeah, they just nosy and they want to know something. They, let me tell you something. They just want to be like, oh, oh, he said he's this, but I just seen him at the club. You don't see me at the club. Get out of here. Like, you, don't, you don't see me doing that. You see me on a flight. That's too much work. That's get, too much get paid. work. That again? That's too much work being something and someone that you're not. Yeah, so I I just, I just wanna now I'm at the stage like where where you start reaching a certain success and everything else is like you know just stay on that path because whatever path I'm doing it has to be going right. So if I if I turn left instead of staying straight, I might bump into a dilemma. I don't want no more dilemmas. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be chill. Mhm. You know, I so. love it though. I love it, yeah. and I see your growth. I'm so so freaking proud of you. Aww. I am. I'm so happy yeah, for you, you too. Oh, okay, so you wanna, you, well, before you do ahead. that, since you want to bring up the young lady, I just want to let you know me just add my little plug that we have a podcast coming up called "We Need to Talk." Featuring Kara's Jordan and Maria Will, so that will be coming out soon. Just to let y'all know, boom, that's my that's oh. my little shameless talk. Uh, <laughs> and that? I wrong with that? That's just <laughs> those are the things you're supposed to talk about, man. You're supposed to talk about those things. So how does the podcast yeah. come about? Uh, basically from her. Yeah, basically from her. She was uh. What did she say? She talking about. Well, she, she was like, you know, she, she she always wanted to do so, like we, because I was on a, I had was on a radio before, and then she was like, uh, you know, um, we should do a podcast together. I was like, about what? She was like, we started going through things, and then she said, we need to talk. I was like, that's dope, because if you think about it, if you really think about it, to all the fellas, like, if you hear a girl say, we need to talk, we get nervous. What we do, you know what I'm saying? And if and, and if and if and if you as a a guy go up to a girl and say, "Hey, baby, we need to talk," you know what she's gonna say? What did you do? It's always back to us. 
like, what did we do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, we got to so talk about it, it, what you do, yeah. Yeah, do. so it's, it's something like that because anytime a, a guy asks a girl, yo, we need to talk, it's something that we nine times a ten did wrong. If she comes to us and say, mm-hmm. we need to talk, we, we we everything drops. Like, okay, what did I do? Okay, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> God, I know I didn't. Wait a minute. Hold up. What did she see? You know, damn, like, <laughs> something must have happened, like, Yo, did somebody Stop call? Stop backtracking. Oh, you, you know what I'm saying? So but why is that, though? Why do y'all get nervous? I think that when, this is, a, this is how I see it, nobody should be able to tell your woman something about you. Nobody should well, be able to come and tell her something she'll already know. So this thing, y'all get nervous when we have too much information about you. Y'all, y'all get yeah, real nervous, but it's like, is it because you have the inability to lie or... Where, where, where does the nervousness come from? Nah, because it's like when you when you at the happiest moment in your life, something always come back to bite you in your ass. True. Something <laughs> always just come back to you. Could be sitting there with your, with your ladies watching the movie, and a girl that you didn't talk to in months can call you, and you like, oh, shit, why is she calling me? Or you can mm-hmm. do something stupid. And you know you're feeling some sort of way, and then do something stupid, and be like, "Let me take somebody," and 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 you know that can ruin a whole bunch of things just by you being naive for one moment. You feeling bored, or you feeling not at ease, or not manly enough, or at the time, and you can send a text, and then that text can lead to something else. And you know, I, I've been there. I, I made my mistakes, you know, and I learned from my mistakes, and, and mm-hmm. I grow from them. You know, and and I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm not trying to like down any other female that I've ever been. With. Ah, forget them. Anyway, but what I'm saying is that, um, <laughs> uh, like, I personally, you know, never been with a female that made me feel complete. I'm be honest with you. Now, you understand what I'm saying when I say that? I never been with a female that made me feel complete. Meaning that the last time, I, the last, the last two females that's in my life. That just love me unconditionally. Matter of fact, I had three. I had my grandmother, my mother, and my sister. You know what I'm saying? And I can say my daughter. She loves me unconditionally. But now, then you meet somebody that just messes with you unconditionally. You understand? Like, even when mm-hmm. I first met her, she literally told me, like, on the first date and everything else, like, yo, you're going to be my husband. I'm like, what? I could have ran from that. I thought, like, wait, this chick is crazy. <laughs> that's true. But this, that's when you know it's real, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm 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 getting better. I'm getting better. That's well, awesome. I love it. That's That's all all my want. invitation in the mail, honey. Now you know here on the chat. You know here on the chat. She always does something a little fun. So I'm excited yeah. to see what she got for you this time around. Yeah. No. <gasps> Hey, did you did, did you enjoy the birthday? I did. Well, you know, my birth my son's birthday is the twenty third of March, and my birthday is the second of April. And then I came to hey, your birthday hey, party. My, my mom's birthday is April second. Yeah, and I yeah, saw you hey. at Kevin Hart. We were sitting like I was sitting like in the row in front of you, kind of kitty corner. It? Yeah. But did you did you, did you see them put me on the, uh, the little thick thing? Uh huh. <laughs> on a big monitor. I was like, "Hey, man. Hey, look at me." <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah, and I, I can like, see that you you enjoyed your birthday. Your party was so nice. 
You, right. And I, I like I, these I, little hors d'oeuvre ideas you had. Yeah. Oh, that was that. You know, that wasn't me at all. That was, you know, that was the host. That was um, dope, though. Yeah, it wasn't my birthday. I was just there. It's actually her birthday. That's what she said. You know, so I was just there, and um, you know, I was there to celebrate her birthday on my birthday. There's nothing wrong that's with what that. She says. It happens yeah, sometimes. That's what she like says. That. Yeah. So you know. But what I did enjoy, she she took me to Miami, and I got to see Dwayne Wade. We was like front row right there. I got to see Dwayne Wade, so that was dope. So I had I enjoyed myself. I had to buy it. Let's see, I went to Miami, then I had the party, then we went to see Kevin Hart. It, it was great. It was awesome. I mean, yeah, I got no complaints. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, before we do the phone, okay, so we're going to do the phone question, right? And then we want you to introduce okay. uh, No Apologies. I absolutely love that song. When I say I love that song, oh, oh, you know, I was oh, like, you know, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, that's the single. Oh, yeah, I ain't playing with that one. That's going to be the single. Okay, see, we ready because, you know, he always, I, I'm just excited because let's see what she got. Okay. <laughs> Okay, thanks again, once again, Mr. Karras, for joining Lisa and I here on the chat. And don't let it be so long next time, okay? Just promise us that. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but we're going to do a little, we're going to insert a little prop into uh, one of your songs. No, I'm sorry. Okay. We're going to do it. We're going to do a prop. That's we're a gonna, good one. You, you, you want me to go with that? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be a good one. Okay. I'm going to insert a prop into one of your songs, and I want you to, it's going to be two props. It's going to be a fur-lined set of handcuffs and a blindfold. And I want yeah. you to just give us a good, a, a, a little, you know, snippet on those two props and one of your current uh, oh, blindfolds oh. and, and, and fur-lined cuffs into a love song for us. You know, let's chat. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think of a verse of your song, and in that verse you're gonna insert the fur handcuffs, the fur handcuffs, and some and the blindfold. Fur handcuffs and a blind fashion thing verse, heartbreak. That's an hard one. Wait, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. That's a real good. Think of one. think of a verse it's, in my baby. Is that a good about, one for you? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, thinking about, it, but you can't really. It, you take away from the per, the song by mentioning handcuffs and for whatever you said. What, what okay. Was the other one? Well, you know we can go the other way because we know you you right. You are author, so therefore you are creative. So we need you to create a little short little excerpt scene of a book with oh, fur handcuffs well, and a blindfold. Hmm. Come on, let those okay. creative juices flow, guys. Come on. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question. It's uh. However you, you want to do it. On it. You can be explicit on this show, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a snippet of something I'm going to do. Okay, it's a okay. poetry thing that I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, 
satellite? Erotic things. I'm going to give you this, all right? Okay. Oh, he got an Amsterdam, too. He said erotic. All right. Yeah, yeah. This That's what we love. Time, but I'm going to try it. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. Here we go. All right. Let me see. Hold on. It's wet, sticky, and warm, but I like that feeling. Her lips start to quiver. The sounds are squilling. Am I in too deep? She says, yes, but don't stop. Sweat dripping down. Temperature's hot. I'm moving a little fast. This is so much fun. See, she was talking all that shit. But look at her run. Come here, girl. As I grab her neck, slap her ass, treat her with no respect. See, she talk a good game. Told her peace I was a lame. But now the neighbors hear her screaming my name. Oh. Karis, Karis. Yeah, that's me. But I cannot lie, she had some good... Pr- but I kept on stroking, provoking that thing. Hit it with my Red Bull, give her ass some wings. Should have heard her sing. Sound like Beyonce, the way she was taking on my lemonade. Oh, don't be afraid. See, I don't have sex, I have war. So you better watch your mouth before you get more than what you're bargaining for. I make it hurt so good. I make you almost tap out. I make you scream the Lord's name in vain for my pleasurable pain. Jesus, you scream. As she proceeded to bust, I looked her soul in her eyes and asked, did she have enough? She looked at me in disbelief as though she was ashamed. Fellas, when a woman turned around and gave you that look like, what is your name? That's when you know you've done your job and you're in charge. But ladies, I can be a blessing or I can be a lesson. But one thing I can promise you is a charismatic fuck session. <laughs> That's it. Hello. Well, all right, listen to you. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love it. That was that was nice. That was really nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that Daddy in nice. L.A. I decided to try it because I never did nothing like that. Okay. So erotic poetry. I was like, erotic poetry. I was like, okay. So I tried it. So glad y'all like it. So that doesn't mean I do it. We love it. We won't even we ask no point for it. Mm-hmm. We won't ask no point for it. Yeah, you can have that there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now we want you to introduce no apology as you head out of the chat room. Before you do, though, we want you to shout out all of your social media. Uh, you can follow your boy Karis Jordan. That's K A R R A S. Last name Jordan with an A. You can follow me on Instagram, Karis Jordan. You can follow me on Facebook, Karis Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter. Really, don't do Twitter, but I'm gonna start doing Karis Jordan. You also can follow me at KarisJordanInc.net. Somebody stole my dot com, but it's okay. Dot net. You can listen to all my stuff. But this is the premiere of my new single, which is going to be a hit. Uh, it's called No Apologies. Your boy Caris Jordan featuring Tone Jones on Let's Chat. Let's go. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, running up the check, running up the check. Yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck. Yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat. Yeah, yeah. That it come correct, <laughs> gotta get respect. I was born for this. I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro picks. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Listen, I told you I'm a 
savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Carrots, you motherfucker, now pay attention. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get big, dug into my last place. Right. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine, homie, I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit, the only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane, nigga, crazy and I'm cool, cold. Split personality, I don't know who's who. Screws loose, so watch what you say to me. I will snap out, I'm a New York Jersey nigga. But now I wanna run the south, it's not where you from, nigga. It's where the fuck you at, so I switch that NY and flip it to a break. Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. First off, you don't know who you fucking with. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a uh-huh. shit. Pop heels, that boy is so That's ill. Right. Disrespecting, you get killed. Spit villain like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches. I want sleep hype, yeah. You don't want it with the kid from Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Uh-huh. Feel like a mic, come with fire. Stop putting on your raps, you liar. You ain't never do a big, you a bitch, nigga. You be lying in your raps, you ain't rich, nigga. Uh-huh. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga. Uh-huh. I run up in your motherfucking crib, nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. No. And write a book about uh-huh. it, like OJ Simpson did. Uh-huh. I'm a savage nigga, uh-huh. I am out of my mind right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and right. I'm on my grind nigga, so don't you waste my time And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the line I see you haters nigga, I hear you haters talking You gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin I'm about my paper, I'm about my thriller, I'm counting figures I see no cross in your eyes, that's why you switch nigga Oh you a bitch nigga, I'm counting chips nigga You keep on chasing ass, I'm getting rich nigga Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I'm not reform for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Hey!